Welcome to twoquestions.tv. My guest today is Abby Kernow-Chavez, and we're talking about building extraordinary teams. Twoquestions.tv. Brief questions, deep knowledge for executives, entrepreneurs, and small business owners. Welcome to twoquestions.tv. I'm Susan Bartoncini-Mo. Joining me today is Abby Kernow-Chavez, who works with companies across the world to build greatness in leaders, teams, and cultures. She's also the co-author of The Loyalist Team, How Trust, Candor, and Authenticity Create Great Organizations. Hi, Abby. Welcome to the show. Hey, Susan. How are you? Thanks so much for having me. It's a pleasure. I really enjoyed your book. Awesome. Good. I can't wait to think of it. I want to hear more. <laughs> it's, I'll tell you all the compliments. So, so <laughs> you know, I, I liked it because there's been, you know, I've been doing so many conversations with people about these topics, about trust, authenticity, and, and really the culture of an organization. But why is it so hard to build teams that work together? Why do people struggle so much? Such a good, good question. And that's why there's <laughs> thousands of books written about it too. But I think you know, a couple things that, that come to me for that is it's, it's a bunch of people who are very different, who are motivated by different things, who see success differently, who work differently, and you put them together to accomplish, if you're lucky, the same goal. Um, And so, you know, you're just, it's the human dynamic Mm -hmm. of organizations, of cultures, and of teams um, that make it so tough. And what we see is that teams aren't aligned often around the same goal. They don't have the same system by which um, they define success. And so without that, teams are left to, um, you know, individuals and teams are left to just do what they think is the right thing to do. Um, and, and often we know the results aren't, aren't always good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the loyalist team framework makes so much sense to me. And at the end of the book, you talked about how to keep your tra- your team on track, and I thought that was so smart because I could, you know, I can easily see a team picking up the book and going, "Oh, this sounds great! Yes, let's implement all these things." And then they start, and it, it works great. But as always happens, like whether you're starting a diet or you're going yep. out to implement some new leadership strategies, if you don't stay on top of it, those things can kind of gradually go back to the way they were. So could you share a few of the ways that folks can stay on track as a loyalist team so they don't fall back into old habits? Yeah. Um, so, so great, great question. And it's a lot like you said, it's like a diet. It's like a marriage. Um, you have to stay on top of it. And the, the thing that's different with teams too, is they're often changing. So, you know, people's roles are changing. The challenge in front of them is different. You get new people on a team, old people leaves, right? So they're often in a very dynamic anyway. So this idea that says you can't just go do a team session and agree on some things and walk away from it. You have to be able to stick with it. And part of this is recognizing, and and our research would tell us really clearly, the best teams work on being a team mm-hmm. long after they have come together. So as things change, you come back together. You establish a set of, um, we call them operating norms or team norms, sort of a social contract by which the team agrees to um, uh, uphold. How are they going to behave? What's the cadence and the operations of the team? Like how often are they going to meet? 
What does accountability look like? And these teams have to be willing, and, and I think this is one of the big distinguishers of a loyalist team, they have to be willing to put the hardest issues on the table. The undiscussables mm. have to be out there. And so when a team's a little bit off track, which teams often are a little off track, mm -hmm. uh, they have to be able to, to say, okay, we, we're, we're not where we need to be. Um, you know, we as a team need to step up and step into this to, to do what we need to do differently. And so a lot of what comes with maintaining a high performing team is just making sure that you keep um, talking about it. You yeah. keep holding each other to the standards that you set. And when new people come on the team, you indoctrinate them into the rules of the road. And it's absolutely critical that teams um, work as hard on the team as they work on the work. That is important. That's an important statement. I think. Yeah. It, it, you know, it, we, we work on budgets. We work on our strategic plan. We work on, um, you know, making sure we're hitting our numbers. And we often don't stop and work on the team. And so that dedication to working on the team is the difference between, a, you know, a good team and a great team. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go rogue for a minute and yep. I'm going to ask you a third question today. It you can ask from time to time. <laughs> no, this is two questions on TV. Don't give me that kind of permission. There's a reason. I oh. am restricted for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> I used to have an hour long show. No way. Forget it. No. <laughs> but the, so the third question is, let's assume people are waiting for their book to arrive. This book, audience this book. Yes. And let's, so let's assume they're waiting for their book to arrive, but they'd like to get started building their loyalist team now. What are a couple of things that they could do now to start to get into this while they're waiting? Great question. So one of the things that, that could happen actually really quickly is we have an online assessment. Uh -huh. um, we have a free one. Um, we also have some that are more robust um, that would allow a team, you could go in right now if you're a team leader, or if you're a team member, and um, it's called snapshot.com. It's a free, uh, very easy to take. It's like a three minuter. Uh, you can go online and see what type of team you have. Um, and that's at snapshot.com? Snapshot.com. You can, yep, it's easy. You can go in and you can actually see, diagnose what type of team you have, um, help you understand, do you have a loyalist team? Do you have what we call saboteur teams? Yeah. Um, and you know, where are you on that spectrum? And it gives some tips on what to go do um, to get started. You know, the first thing I always say for someone who wants to get started on your team is make a commitment to having the team spend time together to talk about the norms and the way that the team wants to work together. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's the most important thing is that there's a common set of goals for what success looks like for the team, both in their goals and the way they want to work together. And put the hardest issues on the table. When stuff's not working, put it out there so you can tackle it. Most teams are too nice to do that. And so <laughs> they think they're being nice by not bringing it up in the team. So instead what they're doing is they're bringing it up one-on-one. They're maybe complaining or gossiping about it. They're just allowing themselves to be super frustrated by it 
rather than just bring it forward and say, hey, first step is to say, hey, let's start working on our team. Yeah. Um, let's get together and let's talk about what we want a great team to look and feel like for us. Boy, I've been on some teams that I wish, you know, and, and some boards, right? When you, and this, I think, would apply to a board of directors. How do we want to work together? What are some operational norms? How do we want to treat each other? I think those are things that boards should be talking about. You serve the organization more effectively. I completely agree. And mm -hmm. in my experience, boards are some of the more dysfunctional. <laughs> and they don't so do. <laughs> Unfortunately, right? They don't do the work yeah. to, to establish that up front. Yeah. Um, it can make a huge difference. I think a lot of times boards don't recognize that they are a team. They are just showing up to have, you know, this, especially with nonprofit boards, a lot of times they're just showing up quarterly or monthly to have that one meeting. They don't think about how they are a team and so much more work could get done and more effective work if they were doing this work. I think you're absolutely right. And of all the boards I've worked with, it's uh, very similar. They don't see themselves as team. They see themselves yeah. as a conglomerate of experts brought together to share their opinion exactly as opposed to accomplish something together Arr, come on boards <laughs> you can do better <laughs> i know they sure can and then you write an article about that yes it's a whole new world <laughs> yes. abby thank you for joining me today absolutely thank you so much for having me susan i really appreciate it would you like to join me on the after show of course awesome all right so viewers first of all here's the book you can get it on Amazon. We have a link down below in the show notes for today. So you can get your copy. Now, if you'd like to join us for the after show, join us. Follow us over to twoquestions.tv. That's where you'll find the after show. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time. This has been twoquestions.tv. To subscribe to our YouTube channel, learn more about the show, the guests, and our host, Susan Barancini Mo, visit us at www.twoquestions.tv.